Welcome to the Prospector Podcast, a bi-weekly production bringing you the minor perspective. Welcome back to a new episode of the Prospector Podcast. This is Ana Diaz here to recap some of the top stories uploaded on our website, theprospectordaily.com. In news, reporter Julia Lucero talks to students about their career readiness as they step into the real world. In arts and culture, reporter Eduardo Flores covers UTEP Selk's Rainbow Minor graduation, where the accomplishments of LGBTQIS plus students this semester were celebrated. And in sports, reporter Katrina Villarreal covers UTEP Volleyball's historic season, where the minors finished 21-7. You can read these stories and more at theprospectordaily.com. When entering UTEP, you find students across campus diverse in age and ethnicity, all striving for the goal of one day graduating and earning their degree. For years, Dolores Angiano has strived for the moment to walk across the stage of the Don Haskins, about 30 years to be exact. Dolores Angiano is 86 years old and graduating this semester with a degree in multidisciplinary studies. After graduating from Stephen F. Austin High School in 1954, Angiano has finally reached a lifelong milestone of hers. For years, she has continuously pushed herself to reach this point, walk the stage, and receive her diploma. I came from a very poor family, and I saw how my parents suffered to put food on the table. That's what pushed me, really, Angiano said. My mother would go con picking, and my father would do construction work, but he still wouldn't have enough money to put food on the table. Being poor made me want to finish my degree. Along with determination forged by her circumstances as a young girl, the start of her academic journey was not an easy one. Although she enrolled at New Mexico State University, Dolores struggled due to the abusive marriage she was in at the time. I was an abused wife, Angiano said. When I started at New Mexico State, my husband would throw away my books because he didn't want me to get educated. Despite her obstacles, Dolores was supported from the very beginning to continue her education. Her former boss, Margaret Borton Zenick, is the person Dolores credits with pushing her not only to leave her husband, but to continue her education. I would go into work with a black eye and she would tell me, when are you going to leave him, Dolores? But all I could do was put my head down, said Angiano. She is one of many people who helped me go to school. If it weren't for her, I don't think I would have left my husband and gone back to school. While attending school, Dolores also kept a full-time job at White Sands Missile Range for 32 years and took care of a family. She later became a substitute teacher at both Socorro and El Paso Independent School Districts until 2016. With her perseverance and humility, Dolores has continued to be a breath of fresh air everywhere she goes. Her carefree and gentle humor is a reminder that there is no limit to having fun and enjoying life to the fullest. As she reaches this big milestone in her life, one might ask, what does she plan to do next? I thought about doing my master's, but I can't. All the walking and coming to school is going to be tiring, said Angiano. My advisor even tried to convince me to do my master's, but it's too much. I'm thinking of being a volunteer somewhere. But we'll see. From developing close relationships with the people at the Career Center for Accommodations and Support Services to her advisor, Dolores has always wanted to finish her degree, even if it means finally leaving a place she calls home. I'm sad to leave this place. UTIP has been my home for so long, Angiano said. I have friends and heroes here that I want to thank. From my advisor, Hulo Rogers, to Mr. Flores, and the other lovely people of CAS, and to people across campus, they've all helped me get here. They've all helped me get here, and I'm blessed to have these people be there for me. It is an emotional end for Dolores as she closes this chapter of her life. 
She wishes to thank everyone who has helped her reach this point and remind students who feel they cannot finish that it is possible, no matter how old you are. Do not give up. If you get bad grades, you can make it up, said Angiano. Go for it. Just go for it. No one should stop you. It does not matter how old you are. Just go for it. This is Itzel Giron for The Prospector. This is Allison Rodriguez reporting for The Prospector. Fall commencement returns to the Don Haskins. After distressing two years filled with uncertainty, UTEP commencements return to the rightful place of the Don Haskins Center, located at 151 Glory Road. UTEP Spring 2021 commencement was held at the Sun Bowl Stadium and welcomed graduates from Spring 2020, December 2020, and Spring 2021. This year's fall commencement will be held on the weekend of December 11th through the 12th. Doors open one hour before each ceremony. The College of Health Science and the School of Nursing will be at 1 p.m. Saturday, followed by the College of Engineering and Science at 6 p.m. The College of Liberal Arts will walk at 1 p.m. Sunday and the College of Business Administration and Education at 6 p.m. There are many changes since the last commencement. Graduates are no longer limited to eight guests due to the loosening COVID-19 restrictions. However, guests are still encouraged to wear a mask and practice social distancing due to the current rise in reported COVID-19 cases. Guest tickets are not required to enter the Don Haskins Center. All seats are on a first-come, first-served basis. Reserving seats is prohibited. Guests are advised to arrive early due to the considerable number of people attending the ceremony. For loved ones who cannot attend the ceremony, all ceremonies will be live-streamed on the UTEP website at utep.edu. Graduates must check in at Memorial Gym two hours before commencement starts. For the easiest access, parking in the Glory Road 2 lot is recommended for graduates. Parking for guests include the Glory Road parking lots 1, 2, 3, and Sun Bowl parking lots 7 and 8 for free parking. Paid parking for $10 will be at the parking lot across from the Utah Police Department and the Facilities Department on Sun Bowl Drive. The Celebration Plaza for graduates will be at Glory Road parking lot 5. Parking is prohibited at all Randolph parking lots, Sun Bowl parking lot 8, Glory Road 3 and 4 parking lots, and Oregon 2 parking lot. ADA parking will be at the Glory Road parking garage. Guests must abide by the following rules concerning what they are allowed to bring into the Don Haskins. The following items are prohibited and cannot be taken into the venue. These items must be disposed of or returned to the guest car or residence before entering the venue. Items that are not allowed inside the building due to the risk they pose or due to space limitations are aerosol cans, animals, artificial noisemakers, balloons, bats, poles, and sticks, car seats and baby strollers, coolers and ice chests, camera lenses larger than 4 inches, e-cigarettes, firearms, fireworks, flags on poles, glass bottles, illegal drugs, laser pointers, lawn chairs, missile-like objects or other objects that can be used as projectiles, outside food and beverages including alcohol, scooters, bicycles, roller skates, and skateboards, tobacco products, tripods, monopods, and selfie sticks, unauthorized video cameras and drones, weapons, or any other object that may pose as a risk to the guests or others. Items that are allowed include small umbrellas, sealed wa bottled water, fanny packs, radios with headset only, service animals, blankets, baby food, and con plastic containers only. UTEP also has a clear bag policy that guests should abide by, including bags that are transparent plastic, vinyl, or PVC and do not exceed dimensions 12 inches in width by 6 inches in diameter and 12 inches in height. 
One gallon of clear freezer bags are permitted as well as small clutch bags the size of the hand or smaller. Medical bags that contain necessary health items are accepted after proper search and approval of stadium personnel. To find out more or to see any updates or changes on the fall commencement, visit www.utub.edu commencement. This is Julian Adoretta, Editor-in-Chief of The Prospector, reporting for The Prospector. A farewell to articles, graduation, and ever after. I always anticipated that the end of my time as an undergraduate would be bittersweet, but I am ecstatic to share that it is as wonderful of a send-off as I could have hoped for. I was certain of my degree path the moment I selected it. I never once hesitated to share my passions, and not a sliver of doubt existed about following through with my program. As many criticisms, justified or otherwise, that may be shared about UTEP, I am elated to say that I never had a single bad professor. The instructors that guided me through my interest were knowledgeable and unequivocally spirited and sincere. I feel that they not only facilitated my learning, but affirmed my place among those that saw the world the way I did, who preferred camera lenses to eyes and spoke in prose and poetry because just saying something was never good enough. Greg Beam, thank you for nurturing my fascination with the art of filmmaking, your guidance and unwavering support. Whatever comes of it, it was wonderful to feel accepted and recognized. I spent most of my initial time in college meandering in the library around the religious studies section, pondering if I would ever make something of myself. I felt as though the portion of my life that I dedicated to being a writer was wasted. I couldn't find work anywhere, and I never felt like there was a purpose to being in college beyond fulfilling an expectation and getting a slip of paper that confirmed I passed all the right tests. My first job was here on campus with UTEP Marketing Communications, then known as University Communications. And I still remember feeling teary-eyed the first time I saw my name committed to print below something that I had written. It was a simple piece of interview work, but it consoled a part of me that had been suffering for an awfully long time. I struggled with a variety of mental illnesses for years, many of which kept me from feeling like anything I did would ever matter, and the years of pages I had poured myself into would wither, seeing no other eyes but mine. However, I was overcome by the realization that my words could potentially make a difference, and I decided that I would dedicate my life to helping others through my writing. When the pandemic hit, I was unfortunately released from my position as a communication assistant, and I panicked, unsure of what I could do to pay the bills now that I had just moved out on my own. Until a few days later. I was hired as a staff reporter for The Prospector, and I know that I will look back at this time in my life as one of the moments that helped define me as a person. After a few months, I was promoted to copy editor before ultimately becoming editor-in-chief. A large chunk of the staff graduated or left the paper, and I was set to the task of assembling an entire team of new people, in the meantime managing the duties of multiple editors at once. I recall one night that I had collapsed onto the bed, dehydrated and malnourished, crushed by the responsibilities of my work and huge changes at home. As much as I wish I could have stopped the world then, I think that putting myself through those hours and facing the challenges directly pushed me to become a better person and amounted to one of the most memorable experiences that I wholeheartedly cherish. I would like to thank the prospector for giving me the opportunity to meet so many wonderful people and prove to myself that there is far more to enjoy and celebrate in my life than I ever could have known. Tracy, thank you for being such an inspirational force during my time with the paper, appreciating my work, and fostering such a progressive and prosperous environment here in the office. Staff, my good friends, thank you all for your trust in my leadership, for putting up with me, and for making me happy, something I once thought was unattainable. 
I leave UTEP with a better understanding of myself, of my place in the world, and the heart to believe I am prepared to undertake anything that life has waiting for me. If nothing else, I am a better person than I once was, and I hope to shed the same light that was shared with me on the lives of others that might need it. The following story was written by reporter Kristen Schaffer. As graduation draws near, it's time to decide who to invite, where to hold your family get-together, and what to buy to commemorate the event. You have already dropped a lot in tuition, and you have to pay for your cap and gown. Do you feel obligated to spend money on adornments as well? Some students say yes. There is a pressure to get an expensive frame or a class ring to commemorate their time at college. Some students have boys at society and advertising companies play a big role in the pressure to spend, while others say their families push for it. But I know my mom has already stated like, oh, when you graduate, we're going to go all out. You're going to get... Um, like we're gonna send out invitations, you have to buy them from your school, stuff like that. And I Setsi Pora Rios, a sophomore at Utah. Personally, I I feel like there is a lot of pressure, but I don't see a point in doing all of that nonsense. According to Coast Helper, the total cost of graduation ranges between three hundred to two thousand five hundred dollars, depending on what you purchase along with your cap and gown. These additional accessories can include a commemorative medallion, a class ring, announcements graduation packs, frames, and additional materials for graduation parties. I would be the first person in my household to graduate college, so I could kind of see like how they're proud of me, you know, they want to flaunt it to their friends or whatever, but for me, like, I've been working towards this goal since I was younger. I knew I wanted to graduate college since I was younger, so it's kind of just like another like milestone for me. YouTube senior Sadie Carrillo said she feels obligated, but is probably not going to make these types of purchases. According to Education Data Initiative, the average four-year public university cost for a student living on campus is about $25,000 per year. This is before books and additional fees are factored in. In the 2015-2016 school year, 58% of full-time students held a job. With college prices rising and the U.S. minimum wage remaining idle, some students are struggling to cover costs. According to Urban Institute, 30 to 40% of undergraduates take out student loans to cover their costs, and 70% of four-year college graduates have debt afterwards. Considering the mounting cost of attending university alone, a grand celebration may not be an option for every student. It's one thing to go through all these years of college and then finally finish, and then to graduate, you need to buy a gown cap and gown, you can buy all this stuff. Said Elias Rivas, a sophomore at Utah. It's kind of like, I just spent all that money here. You're not even going to give me the cap and gown for free. Like, I think I earned it. Thank you for joining us on this week's new episode of the Prospector Podcast. Join us next time for an all-new Miner's Perspective.